Hello guys, welcome to episode two of the Darts podcast. Today I am joined by my Super League teammate and Darts reviewer Adam White. How you doing mate, you alright? All good mate, you? Yeah, I am very good. So, I thought we would start off and just get to know Adam a little bit. Start off with when you were a little bit younger and what you were up to and stuff. Um, so, where did you grow up and uh, when did you get into darts really as well? Oh, my, my, I'm not a well-travelled man. Very simple life. I grew up on a farm in a village called Wortham, near Dis in Norfolk. Although Wortham is Suffolk, so I can claim to be a Suffolk boy born and bred. Uh, and darts, actually, I started darts really young, actually, really, really young. So I had older brothers, older sisters, um, and my mum and dad, they, everyone played darts, apart from my sister, to be fair, she didn't. But my brothers played darts, and my mum and dad played darts. My dad played county for Suffolk, and my mum played county for Norfolk. So literally... I made my debut on a county stage in my mum's tummy. <laughs> she was pregnant with me and uh, stuff. So, so literally, um, always grew up around darts. They were, they were pretty good as well. But my dad was one of them old-fashioned guys who was like, you ain't playing until you're good enough. You've got to chalk. You've got to do all that. So I used to go to darts with him at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, chalking all night thinking I might get a game this week, might get a game this week. And yeah, I think I finally got a game when I was about 11 or 12, I reckon. So you were yeah. pretty much forced into darts. Yeah, exactly. I didn't no really have much choice. I had no. absolutely no choice, no. yeah. Yeah, because for, for me, I was I was chalking at a young age, but it wasn't, it wasn't because I wasn't good enough, because I wasn't allowed to play. It was because we used to just play winner stays on and if there was three of us it just meant that I was chalking every other leg because it'd be like Colin Green and Gary Rudd and be us three and they just wipe the floor yeah. with me all day long so that's, I was just chalking like that all the time um, so when did you first get like get, get into a team so literally funny enough um, my dad's team was pure filth like they were Basically, they had, there was a guy called, like some of you might know, a guy called Ronnie Mould played in a team. There was another guy called Melvin Norman who played in a team. Well, Melvin Norman had a county record for undefeated all season in the County A side. Ronnie Mould was just literally a god of darts. And then we had another guy in the team called Kevin Burrows, who, if you YouTube him or Google him, he's played in the PDC uh, World Match Player and World Championship. So, literally... I didn't have a lot of chance of really breaking into the team too early. <laughs> um, but one week, literally, we were one short. And I remember it clear as day. I was about 12, 11 or 12. We were one short. There's me. I always took my darts because literally at the end of the dart match, when the dart players were eating the sandwiches, I'd, have a, I'd be thrown on the board. And I always took my darts and someone's car had broken down or something. So we were one short. It was the old Super Sixers League back in the day. And uh, Kevin went, your boy's going to have to play. And my dad was like, no, no, he's not. <laughs> and uh, Kevin was like, no, he's going to have to play. So I played. And believe it or not, I actually won as well. And then my dad was all smug, like, see, see, made you good enough. <laughs> do you remember much about the game at all that you played? Or you just, do, you just remember, do you? I do. The only bit I can remember is I wanted 90 to win. And I went 20-20 bull. And... Kevin, obviously PDC player, just been doubles partner with Rod Harrington and all that in the PDC, turned around and went, you went the right way. That's the proper way. Whereas my old chap, being a traditionist, was like, what, the first one missed treble 18 or something? Hit a 20 by mistake, did you? So <laughs> but that was, that was almost like the first time, like I'd noticed with dart players, the change in how it went. So 90 no longer was the treble 18s. It was 
triple 20, but really you're thinking two big 20s guaranteed a dart of the ball. And I went that way and I got it and yeah, did a lap of the pub or whatever and then went back and ate my bag of crisps and Coke. But Yeah, I, I, had, a, I had a similar one to that as well. I was probably about the same age, probably about 11 or 12. And um, I was playing, we were playing up here in the other room. And my maths then, obviously, well, it wasn't that. I hadn't been playing very long. My maths then wasn't great, but it was good enough to know that this and this added, made this and stuff, whatever. But it wasn't like you go this route for this shot. So I was playing this this one game and uh, I won. I was about, yeah, 11 or 12 and I won. And I, I won in 72 for the match. And I just, I kind of like looked at the board and I was like, what adds up to 72? And I was like, I know that two double 18s make 72 and I think 36 and 36, 72. And I wasn't like great at darts. And this was quite surprising for me, but I hit it in two darts. And I, the, 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 the opposing team, I, I must have three or four of them after the match say, you, that was a good shot, but you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't yeah. be going that way. Cocky thing. You yeah. shouldn't do that. You should do yeah. that. <laughs> Which actually, I mean, the 90 makes sense. The 72, not so much. But in my, uh, when I was standing on the hockey, that was the only thing that made sense to me was that was the, the easiest way to go for that shot in my mind at the time. So I guess. Yeah. But it's literally how darts has evolved, isn't it? Because I remember, I can even remember like not so many years ago, uh, just local league wanted 92. And I hit a big 20 first dart. And to be fair, it was a crap dart for treble 20 anyway. Like, you know. And I just straight away thought, send me two double 18s. And if, half the room was like, oh, that's a brilliant shot. And the other half was like, you arrogant this, you arrogant that. And, but, like, but now, if you don't go that way, everyone in the pub's going, what you doing? Why didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got to go double-double, you know. And that's like... You know, I can't imagine John Lowe would go double-double very No, I, I was at the seniors at the weekend, actually, um, on the Sunday. And there, there were a few times where, obviously, they're stuck in their own ways and stuff. But there were a few times I was thinking, like, the 96 or whatever, or the 92, double 18, double top. And they, they never went for it. And you just think, like, you've got to evolve with the, with the game. Yeah. It makes the most sense, especially if you think that you're never going to come back at the shot. You might as well. Well, literally, like, anything in the 90s, I was always told, like, 92 through to, like, 90, 95 or whatever. You, 92 to 95, first dart is always at the bullseye. Always at the bullseye because you've got to back yourself to at least hit a 25 because then you just got to get a big number and there's another dart at the ball to win it. But again, even that, people are like, no, why? You're trouble 19. Yeah, but if you miss trouble 19, you've still got to get double-double, you know what I mean? Whereas we're only got to get one double in this route. But, you know, it's changing all the time, isn't it? All the time. Yeah, for, for me, when it comes to those sort of shots, like the bullseye route, <laughs> if they're on a finish, I will go the bullseye route if I don't think they're going to hit it. It's almost like that high, like 110 to 170. Yeah, yeah. I'd go the bullseye route. Anything else, I'd, go, I'd be going double-double because I'd be thinking, mm. that's going to be my last, my last go at this. Because yeah. one of the players at the seniors went the bullseye route on the 94 and went 25 and Bob's was like Bob's was like what, what's he doing I was like I know I'll, I'll teach you it's, it's another lesson later on yeah. Um, but yeah it's just, yeah. just just the way to go so you played your first first few games and was, was there a point where you thought I'm actually like alright at this game yeah literally I mean I was I, might, I literally wasn't even into my teen years and then obviously after playing that game the following few weeks I was in and out of the side but then then through one reason or another, like the odd player would leave. And then, like I say, the, but my dad, he, he didn't, my dad was one of them annoying people that's really good at everything. But he doesn't really play a lot of it. I mean, he, you know, he used to get paid a few quid 
to play football when he was younger. Um, he like a hobby for him would be to cycle to Great Yarmouth. Like he, he was a really fit guy. Um, so obviously darts wasn't. Although we were a dart family, played county. We didn't play darts seven nights a week. Do you know what I mean? There was only two. We played. Super League on a Sunday night and then this Super Sixes thing during the week. But then in the winter, it was just like this Friday night dart league. So then he said, right, you could play on the Friday night team. So I started playing in that. And then, yeah, I suppose really I was quite annoying to a lot of people because I was turning up as like a 12, 13 year old and I, I'd win 75 cent of my games. So a lot of the older boys didn't really, they'd be a bit like, you ain't even old enough to be in the But there was some games I weren't allowed to go. Because a lot of pubs then as well, you had to be 14 and over and all that sort of thing. Um, so there's some games, but Dad said, you can't come tonight. That pub said you're not allowed in. So, yeah, so I was winning I was winning quite a few games. But, yeah, I was also classed as like that gobby, annoying kid as well. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't, doesn't help. Like, I'm thinking about it. I'm quite fortunate that I've never played someone who's like 10 or 11 or something who's really good because they would definitely beat me because it would be so in my head I'm about to lose to a literal, a literal child um, but yeah it was, it was similar with me as well I remember one time we were playing uh, we were up here actually and this was years and years and years ago now, there used to be a dartboard on the, on the other wall where the fruit machines are now and um, I played this guy and it was, it was Friday night summer sixes so it was best of five and I, I beat him 3-0 and the last three darts of the match, uh, I checked out 158, which was like, I was like, oh, that's nice. Treble 20, treble 20, double 19. And he kind of shook my hand and walked off. And a week later, the captain came up to me. And he, he actually, he, 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 said, he said, there's been an inquiry into the league. I was like, right. He goes, you know that guy you beat last week? I was like, yeah. He goes, he complained to the league that you weren't old enough. And I was like, that's made it even, even worse yeah, exactly. for him. Exactly. Not He's only, just dug his own grave. Not there, only is he complaining <laughs> that I'm not old enough, he's, he also lost to me and bad as well. But yeah, some people just like that. Oh, honestly, I remember like we played a few teams and there was a guy, he was sort of like, you know, he wasn't like the bestest of players. He was all right. He was just a good, steady player. And I remember I played him and I think I won, you know, and I won. It was a close game, but I gave it a win and I gave it a little cheeky fist pump. Nothing, no MVG or Gerwin Price style. Do you know what I mean? Just a nice, subtle fist pump. And obviously back then, you know, after the game, they offer you a drink and stuff. And, and he, he refused to offer me a drink because of the fist pump. He was like, I'm, I'm not getting him nothing. And I always just remember my mum literally just lost her lost her lid she went nuts she went after me she's like you buy him a bloody drink and to be fair my mum and dad never really defended me really they you know if someone was gonna have a go at me they'd let them you know and say adam will learn the hard way but yeah that night she proper went nuts at him and then me, me and my dad and my brothers and whatnot spent most of the evening trying to drag my mum off this guy's because but that's it was just that mentality back then really um you know i mean literally pretty much that same season we played another team and they had a couple of young like young lads but they were a bit older than me they were like in the sort of 17 18 year olds year olds and we played them and I won and they played county youth at the time and they and their dad came over to my dad and said why does your son not play county youth and my dad was oh no not good enough not good enough not good enough sort of thing you know you know uh, and uh, their dad was like, no, 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 he, he'll be all right. He'll hold his own in that. Funny enough, this weekend up at Kings Lynn, there's like a Norfolk youth singles competition thing. I think your boy should go. And my dad was like, no, I'm not driving all the way, bloody way to Kings Lynn. Because that's about an hour from ours for him to play a game of darts sort of thing. 
And this guy actually turned around, <laughs> shows a class of parent back then. You know, we had no clue these people were. And this guy turned around and he went, I'll come pick him up and take him. And my dad was like, all right, then if you're getting it. So, right. so my dad's just sent me off really. And this, uh, this is a Friday night. And then the Saturday morning, this guy's turned up at my house. My dad's just sending him off, me off. I'm 13, 13 or whatever, off for this guy to uh, darts and kicks in. But anyway, that Norfolk youth thing, I won it. And then everyone was, so then the following like, weekend, I was in the, the Norfolk youth county side. So I'd come home, well, Dad, I'm a county player now. And he's like, no, you're not, you're a youth player. <laughs> and it just went from there, literally from that. So you are one of the, one of the most well-known darts reviewers. I think that's safe to say. Um, <laughs> A few few things about about the, let's let's get on to the, how you got into doing the reviews. Like, did you ever did you have an interest in equipment and changing and doing stuff before you even got into the reviews, or was it? It's just a no. Truthfully, honestly, um, so for me, one thing like you know me well enough. Like when we're at darts, I don't really talk about darts much. Do you know what I mean? You know, for me like when we play darts together and all the other teams play and it's an evening out with friends and we just so happen to have a game of darts in amongst it and it's brilliant if we all play well and stuff so actually talking about the darts I find almost a little bit awkward and hard um so I'm I'm not one of them I was like people talk about averages they talk about stats they talk about grip ratings and all this sort of thing and I'm like well you know if they fly all right and you like them play with them sort of thing so no, I was never really much of a big one into like darts and the stat side of it and all these sort of things. And um, so obviously the dart review thing came about really. I mean, I was going through a sort of stage of my life where I was sort of sitting around not doing a lot, and um, and I sort of lived on my Todd and whatnot. And um, obviously it was just pure chance. It was a guy that I used to work with. Um, he literally said to me, "Have you seen?" this guy who lives just down the road from you, he's got his own darts channel thing. And I was like, no, never seen it. What's it called? And he went, and it's obviously darts about TV and Gav and whatnot. And I was like, oh, I'll have a look. I'll watch one of his videos. So I watched a couple of videos and uh, I just sent him a message going, oh mate, that's really cool. Like, just let you know, I, I live just around the corner. Like, you know, and I never knew, like literally where I lived in the village I grew up, like no one even knew what darts was. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, it's nice to see what you're doing. And he said, oh, well, if you ever want to come around and have a chat and, talk about dart stuff do it so I went round and did a few little bits messed about there and then one evening literally out of the blue uh, Chris Mason and Gav were chatting and they said um, they said have you noticed online there's only a couple of guys really do the reviews um, and we'd quite like someone to maybe think about doing reviews and we reckon you could do it and I literally laughed and went no <laughs> sort of not a chance but I sat there one evening and I just thought, well, I'll have a look at these other guys. And it was the guy from America and uh, Darren. And I watched some of their videos. And this is absolutely no offence to them at all. But, you know, I just just started watching it. And I found it quite hard to watch because, but for me, because I'm not interested in so much detail and so much this. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do this now. Because then I thought, I'll make it funny and I'll make it just about like the dart and make it about like just show. basically what I said was I went I'll tell you what I'll do I'll show them what the dart looked like and then I'll go throw it and then I'll talk about it and, and and that's how it came about really and that's what it was and literally they were like at the time Winmore were quite close to here as well so it wasn't hard to get hold of someone from Winmore to say send us a few bits we're going to review them and if you like them send us more and that's and it started from that really 
basically. And it's as easy as that, really. It's <laughs> simple. <laughs> simple. <clears throat> Have a look at them, chuck them. Job yeah, done. yeah. I, th- I think that's that's all that's needed. I mean, it it, it depends on what what le- what level of information you need from a dart, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> like you, I'm very simple. I've used the same dart, or I've, I've I've used the same dart since I was probably about 18, so probably about 10 years now. And then when I got my own darts made, I just copied the same dart. Yeah. So I don't, I don't I tried reviews for a bit, but like very very short videos like yeah. minute long videos that's it yeah exactly because that was my point really I mean I, I remember I got a little bit of flack at the time because I sort of said I don't know I said all dark reviews are boring or something like that and people were like a bit arsy with me but I didn't actually mean it like that all I meant was for me they are like you know if I if I'm the sort of person that if I'm looking because I loved it I used to love doing that as a kid as well can you remember the old Tommy Darts catalogue or Red Dragon Red Darts Dragon, catalog? Yeah, yeah. Well, Tommy Darts was very much similar to the Red Dragon catalogue and that used to come in the post and I was so excited when I got home from school and I'd just sit there flicking through the magazine picking out my next set of darts that I'm going to save up for and buy my pocket money and a set of flights things. so I loved all that so obviously Looking at the dart reviews, when when like the first video I ever watched, it was like 17 minutes long on one set of darts, and I'm like, well, you know, when I'm flicking through my old Red Dragon magazine back in the day, I'd completed that three or four times in 17 minutes. So I sort of thought to myself, I just I just do quick, and like you know, I try to be funny. I'm not the funniest man in the world, but I've just thought if I could make someone laugh during a video, and also. And also, yeah, you, you know, just sort of talk about it a bit more. Like, oh, did you see that bloody Adam, what he did this week? What set of darts was it? Do you know what I mean? Just another reason yeah, yeah. to talk about it, you know. So that's how it happened, really. Do you find you can get on with anything? Do you find that... Because I, I couldn't. I just couldn't. If there's a dart that <coughs> I don't like the shape of, I will never throw them well. Yeah, there's, there's literally them... Uh, so the Simon... You know the old Simon Whitlock? Connor Scutts now, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I, I actually have a set of them. Yeah. I can... Like, though... So... Little insider secret, I tell you now, and I swear on my kid's life, none of the throwing, when I throw, they're not edited. That is me throwing them. However, occasionally, there will be one set, like, for example, the Connor Scott ones, where I will open a box and I'll go, I need five minutes for these. Just let me throw. I will throw these for five minutes, and then I'll turn turn the camera on. Turn the camera on now. I'm just going to have nine, 12 darts with them, and then I'll go, right, okay, come on in. Right, here we go, guys. We'll have a quick nine or twelve, and that's all I do. Um, but most darts, like you know, like we all do it. It's Tuesday nights up here. Whoever's darts are sitting on the table, we pick them up, stuff around. I mean, gadget Gary Butcher. I mean, he hits a one eighty. Everyone, everyone starts, doesn't he? Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really yeah. So you get that. I always call it like the the new dart thing. So when you get a new set of darts, it's almost like they trick you into buying them because you play really well with them for the first 10 minutes and then you buy them and you can't hit nothing with them after that. <laughs> like I don't know how many people have had that, but I, that is like, so yeah, you go. And uh, I remember Nitten, he was talking about that at uh, Christmas time. And he was saying there's actually a bit of science behind that. It's all to do with your mindset, your brain. Yeah, I would. I would that. imagine there's there's yeah. got to be something there because yeah. I, I had the same thing, and my brother had the same thing. So my brother lives in Dubai with Nitin, <clears throat> and um, we went over to go see him for a holiday. And Bob's brought her darts. She uses twenty three gram Luke Woodhouse darts, and um, I think some someone else had had bought a set because Bob's was using them, and they tried them out and then used them. So then Danny picked them up, and Danny hit Danny hit two one eighties in his first five throws with them. So he ordered a set. And then, and then I was like, right, I'm playing shit. 
I'm gonna get a set of a set of his darts as well. So I got my ones, I got them in twenty one grams. And the first day I was like, these might these might be the ones. The, yeah. I might these might be the ones that swap me from a Sean Great Batch style barrel. Yeah. And then the next day come and I was like, oh, maybe, uh, maybe it was just, maybe I'm just having an off day. And the third day and I was like, I don't know what to do. I've, I've, I've swapped these darts now. I've put all my points in them. I've got my flights on, my stems on and I'm playing rubbish. Yeah. So then the, the next day was, was, was Friday night darts league. And I was like, I've got to make a decision. What do I do? Put them away, grab my old darts back, played the best game I've played in years. And I was like, what is the point? What is the point? I sometimes genuinely do think there is a little bit of common sense behind Peter Wright and how he does it sometimes. Because he swaps swap so often. So you don't get that almost... Because I also think if you've got a set of old faithfuls that you played really well with, you almost come a little bit slack with them sometimes because you just start throwing them like you almost don't care. Whereas if you're kind of changing a bit... and tw- See, that's the thing. There's so many different people, isn't it? Because you've got someone like Peter Wright who will use the same set forever and then you've got other players where almost like the darts are worn away where their fingers would be because they've used them for like 30 years and the tungsten sits you've worn away and they will never change but you know Peter Wright's world champion and a millionaire so it can't be you know there's obviously something to it isn't there but and I sometimes think if you're always changing you're not putting that extra pressure on yourself maybe you concentrate a bit harder and stuff I don't know but it Literally, like you say, you can, you know, you pick up someone's darts and you can throw them well for five minutes, but then you take them home. And it, I think the only difference is the mindset's changed. They're yeah, not yours. It, that would make sense. Do you know what I mean? That definitely make sense. Thing, I think, yeah. Because so. you must have had, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't really watch darts reviews. I've not really watched a lot of your videos. If there's a specific dart that I'm really interested in, then I'll come and watch your, your review of it. Um, but there must have been some times where you've banged in some absolute massive scores and stuff straight straight out of the box and just thought oh, I, yeah. I, might, I might use these yeah I threw the Cusol ones and <laughs> this is how bad I am with darts so the Cusol darts I proper threw them like like do, do you know what it's not even about the good scores sometimes it's just how they felt and yeah. how they come out the hand and I literally threw one of them and I was like oh this is not good because this is these, these instantly made me doubt what I've played with for years and I was like throwing them really well so I actually got a set I thought right I'll have a set of these and the only reason I don't play with them is because they've got red and green on them. Because <laughs> you know I'm like, I've got this thing. No, don't want colours on darts. <laughs> They're going to be just a silver tungsten dart. So I, they literally just sit in a cupboard somewhere, I think, at home. But I do, I literally felt lovely. But I've, you know, Kuso, if you want to make a set without the colours on, then <laughs> I'll you ever, buy them. Yeah, thought about trying to get the colours out of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I that's the thing. I did ask you, if you remember, I said to you, how do you get colours out of darts? Because there's some nice sets. Because I throw yours really well as well, did I? I was like, oh, you got the red and black on them. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I now throw with the ones without the red and black yeah. on them. I just chuck them in. Um, I, I'd put them in there for about an hour, but I chucked them in an ultrasonic jewelry cleaner. Yeah, it took about an hour, but it took all the all the paint off. I have to speak to Mister if She's got a jewelry cleaner. We'll be right on that. It was only like <laughs> fifteen quid off Amazon. Done the job. It was pretty good. I, I was I was impressed, but I was streaming streaming at the time, so I had, I had that buzzing next to me, and everyone <laughs> in the chat moaning that they could just hear that. <laughs> I'd turn it off, but 
Just a quick message from today's sponsor. They are LP Metal Detecting. If you want to go and check out their website, it is www.lpmetaldetecting.com. They have all the stuff for your metal detecting needs. Whether you're a beginner and you want to get involved in metal detecting or you're a long-standing metal detector and you want to get some more bits, some more pieces, some more stuff, go and check them out. Also, check them out on Twitter as well at LP Detecting. If you're a fan of the channel, you're a fan of the podcast and all that sort of stuff and you don't really, you know, really that interest in the, in the metal detecting side of things then just go and drop them a follow you'll be supporting me and you'll be supporting them who are supporting me so yeah anyway back to the podcast so if let's say uh let's say someone comes up to you and they say i've been playing darts for for two weeks i've got these brass darts in my hat that i got free with a dartboard but i'm quite enjoying playing and i wanna i wanna play a bit more if you had to suggest th- three, let's go with three off the top of your head. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here. Okay. But if you had to suggest three darts to them as a beginner, what, where would you go? One set is genuinely the easiest set in the world. The designer spectras. Yeah. Isn't it? You can't I mean, go wrong. What old faithfuls they yeah. are. Um, you know, if, you go, if you've been throwing brass as well, because they're quite light as well, aren't they? I'd always say to someone, a good starter weight is like a 23 or 24 gram dart. Because you can go up or down with that, can't you? But you don't want to go too high. Because like, I know a lot of people, like their first set of darts, they want like 27, 28 grams. But then when you kind of drop down to that 22 gram, that's a massive drop, isn't it? To that like sort of 22 gram mark. So yeah, I'd always say the designer spectras, um, they're, they're just a really nice looking dart as well. And... You can't fault them. And they're like 18, 19 quid And as that's well, the other thing, like yeah. They're under 20 quid. Yeah. I mean, they've probably gone up now to 20 quid. I can't, you know, I mean, and they're not hard to find either because pretty much everyone sells them, don't they? Um, and then uh, Winmore make a nice little set of darts, the old Proline ones, because they're sort of that nice. Can you remember like the old Daryl Fitton dart and the old uh, Paul Lim dart sort of sh- shape, like the old Unicorn T90s? Yeah, yeah. So they do a nice one. I think they call it the Proline. And again, that's like in the 25 quid mark. And then shall we Target? Target are quite funny, really, because Target makes some seriously expensive darts, which I almost think is a little bit like, wow, that's a lot of money. But then they've also done some, they're like 80% tungsten darts, which is like 30 quid mark. And there's a few sets in there that I reviewed back in the day, and I can't actually remember the name of one of them. But again, it's just a nice straight-barreled ring grip dart. It's like 27 quid or something on their website. And I threw them on a review, and I actually was literally like, if these were 90 tungsten, I'd play with these. Again, they were another set that I really liked. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's those three, really. Yeah, I've had a few people speak to me, and uh, Zach Thornton as well, when he designs my darts, whatever, whatever dart is that I've, uh, I'm bringing out at the time, um, he, he'll always say, like, if you like 80% tungsten, or if you don't mind it, then there's nothing wrong with it. But yeah. in my head, there's no way I'm throwing 80% yeah. tungsten dart. I've got, it's got to be 90 or more. Yeah. Do you, are you the same with that? That's just back to my child days and like the childishness almost like because you know back in the day growing up like you know the, the not so the, the good players the proper players they because back then 90% tungsten darts wasn't that common to uh, you know like so some of the real proper good players they had 90% tungsten like no one had 95 or 97 god that didn't exist so literally if you owned a set of 90% tungsten darts already in your head you're a player you're like a proper player because all these 80% so it's almost like that mindset but yeah, really yeah. realistically God, I wish I could. I'd just be one of them people who was like, I don't care what my dart looks like. I don't care what it weighs. I don't care what the tungsten content is because I can play really well with it. If I was one of them, I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's almost like knowing is worse. Like you'd rather not know. You'd rather yeah. someone give you a set of darts so you like them. 
yeah. and then years down the line you find out they were 80s or Oof. they were or they were like 27 grams or something or they were not something that you would expect to like because yeah. i think i think a lot of it is it's in your head before you've even bought the dart yeah you pick out what you want based on what you think you need whereas sometimes you might just need someone to say here try these if you like them have yeah. them i'm not i'm not gonna tell you what they are that's it exactly that because I think like you see some of this coaching days and you see like some of these people talk about the science I mean Red Dragon do like you can pay for a day I think Mission are doing it now as well aren't it yeah pay for a day and they sit and watch you and film you and throw and stuff and I think that's all well and good but I think sometimes I think literally it's just it's in there like literally so much it's is in all there. in there and I think sometimes like say if someone just almost like I reckon if someone comes to me with a set of designer spectras and told me they were 250 quid a set, but you can have two, here you go. I'd, I'd never not play with them. <laughs> I'd be like, these are the best darts ever. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But because design spectres are 20 quid, I almost turn my nose up at them a little bit now, because I've been playing for some years, but then I'm telling people that's the dart to buy. Like Jimbo, he still plays with them. Yeah. Them. Jimbo rang me up the other day saying, oh, you got any? He messaged me all the time saying, <laughs> have you got any? I'm like, no, yeah. no, I give them to Adam. <laughs> yes, exactly. I've got them, but I don't know where I put them, but they're in a cupboard somewhere. <laughs> So a lot of, so I find if someone gives me a set of darts without even looking at the logo, I can I can tell you who's man who's made them. Do you, is that like do you think do you think if you if you were handed a set of darts that had all everything stripped off them and they were just just the dart, you could just because you've thrown so many of them, you could just tell what yeah. what they are, you're even like the obscure obscure ones and you're stuff. Not test me now, but I'm not going to test you now. <laughs> no, I, I did I did a video I did a video with Darren Moyes where. I was blindfolded, and I, I, I thought I'd done all right. I got, got quite quite a lot of them, but I do feel that certain darts have have a different feel. Like yeah. I, I almost feel like if, if someone gave me a target dart, I would know it's target. 100% I, I of the can, time. target is the one I was then going to yeah. say. That was what I can tell. Like if someone left a set of darts on the table there, I know instantly if they were target. And I don't know if it's because theirs are made out of tungsten powder. I mean, I might they might change it now, but be wrong. But I think target darts. Uh, literally tungsten powder that's compressed in a machine and then it's made um, but also like like just the the shininess on them like I always notice uh, shot darts and unicorn their tungsten so like bright and shiny and crisp whereas target's quite dark isn't it quite a, almost dark tungsten it's the same with Winmore a lot of their darts and harrows their darts almost a little bit darker um, but yeah most of the time I mean some of them you get I wouldn't be able to, but yeah, definitely a target and definitely a unicorn and a shot dart. Shots easy. Yeah, because well. they're gaining gaining in popularity a lot now as well. Quite a few players. I think Devin Peterson's just gone there yeah. as well. Has his has his new darts come out yet? Have you thrown them? Or? Yeah, I did all the reviews on those. And funny enough, again they they so shot are always getting stick for being expensive, but then. Like I say to people, because people always say, oh, you're biased because you get sent the stuff. Well, well, one, no, I don't actually get sent it. Dance Planet TV gets sent it. So it's not me. I don't keep any of the stuff. So there's no bias there. Um, but what I can't do in five minutes is tell you if this dance going to make you a brilliant player, which I kind of think people want to hear. Yeah. But the shot stuff, like people do get almost a little bit up about the, the price of it because some of their stuff's like 90 quid. But then when you think what, the, all the world champion darts go and Phil Taylor darts and Barnevelt darts go for they're all in the 100 quid mark anyway but the shot darts I can guarantee you is they've spent a lot more time and work into making them than perhaps Target did on the, like the Barney dart that was 150 quid or whatever so shot stuff is actually it's really good quality and I'm not surprised and it, I think in time 
more and more players I'm sure we will use them same with Loxley and the other ones like there's a lot of companies out there which, but obviously at the minute Target have the budget to turn to any player in the world really and go mm. we want you know do you fancy coming across to us how, how many years you've got left on your deal we'll make your next set we'll do this so, I mean they've got you know Adrian Lewis Taylor Barney they've got all of them really haven't they the big boys so. yeah yeah Loxley seem to be a company that are very much on the up and they seem to be doing the right things as well if that makes sense uh, you can you can sign whoever you want you can do whatever you want but they seem to be quite switched on with with what they're doing on socials and what they're bringing out and stuff like have you got have you got a set of the Aaron Beanie baked bean flights no I must be the only person <laughs> that doesn't have a set of Aaron Beanie baked bean flights like Kurt did a brilliant thing didn't he that, God, that went Heinz re- I love that oh, yeah, they did, Heinz yeah. retweeted Kurt didn't he because he took a picture of the darts next to a plate of beans didn't he but that's brilliant but um I, I do. I, I've got a lot of time for Loxley. They've, you know, they've helped me. The guy, Matt, there, um, you know, he's messaged me a couple. Of, I've got a friend request on Facebook, and he's like, oh, I've got 100 mutual friends. Like, I don't really know him. I must know him. So I accepted it, and a message come through, like, oh, Adam. And it was simply, Adam, thanks for the, I've just watched the reviews you've done darts. So I'm, I'm Matt. I'm one of the guys that does Loxley. So thank you for that. And I just thought that's really nice, because I've never heard a word from anyone else. So straight away, all of a sudden, you know, that, you know that's a connection there isn't there yeah, you know? yeah just a simple thank you like really enjoyed watching it um and then from that you know i remember we all did q school didn't we and i i put a tweet i was saying i don't own a dart shirt and i never much really will and matt was like can we change your mind on that we'll make you one and i was like well if you make me one then i'll wear it <laughs> Do you know what I mean? it's just it's only a fair deal isn't it um so yeah they're, they're nice they're a good company and they, yeah the darts are all right it's like well I always do at Christmas time, I'll do my top darts of the year. And it wasn't this year, it was last year, The Loxy, one of the Loxy darts. The, the Sheriff. The Sheriff's, yeah. Yeah, really I nice. had a set of, one, a set of them yeah. and I was very tempted to swap over to them. Yeah, they, when people say, like you say, you said earlier, like how many sets of darts really made you really tempted. The Sheriff's were to the point where I did play with them for a little while. But then again, it's just my fragile brain kicking in like these aren't actually your darts, yeah. you know what I mean? Sort of thing, yeah. And, and I put them away for a little while, but they often, they do come out from time to time. Again, because they're black, they've got the black PVD coating on them, already in my head, there's a little bit there that I don't like about them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So. There you go. Loxley, bring out a natural <laughs> tungsten. <laughs> and they'll be, they'll be played in Super League by Adam White. Yeah. Um, we touched on Q School there a little bit. We went to Q School together. We did. How did you? F- that was your first Q school, wasn't it? Yeah, my first of one. Yeah. yeah. How do you? How did you feel it went? And was there anything that surprised you, or sort of anything, anything like that? I think, um, yeah, I, I think I'm probably put it a bit too much on a pedestal. Like on the way down there, we were saying things like, "Oh, if we we're, win one game, we're happy." So yeah. already, like the mindset's a little bit like. Uh, it's, you know, the mother-in-law would tell me off for that because she classed that as a defeatist attitude. But, you know, in my head, one win and I'm happy. And I got that on the very first game. And uh, But then what opened my eyes was, probably a little bit after Cubes when we got home, I was like, there's a lot more games I could have won there. And I didn't play very well at all. And it, and it sort of opened your eyes up a little bit to it that you think it's out of reach, but all you need is one good day. And I've always laughed at that and saying, well you know, that one good day's out of reach. But then when you're actually there and you're actually playing it and you see who's winning and stuff, you, you think, because I lost that guy. Was it something Johnson? And Darren I, Johnson. Darren yeah. Johnson. I was sit, sat on the table. We were allowed phones finally at Pro Tours and stuff. And I was watching the game and I was like, how? 
I mean, how do I lose that? But then when I checked back, he'd got through. Well, he got through to the second stage, but he. Oh was, yeah, he's a serious player. He was like ninety averages every yeah, yeah, game, yeah. and literally I missed so many darts at doubles. But and he played really well as well. It was just one of them games where my first dart just dropped in the treble twenty. So then if that happens, it's almost like right, relax, close your eyes, you get another one, or you know, you, yeah, you know, you're going to hit at least a ton every game. At least a ton. You first like, oh, I feel great, and 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 <laughs> whatever he got, and I also with that mentality of. When he's throwing and he was hitting a ton 40, I was like, I don't care what you've got. Get out of my way. I'm going to get another score. Do you know what I mean? And, and you were right in the groove. And then when I got the double, all of a sudden, like a couple were on the wires. But most of them, yeah, were shocking. So you, <laughs> from the sound of it, you didn't really know who he was beforehand? No, and that's, yeah. that's what I like. And that's, that's always been my best mindset in darts. If I'm playing someone I know, or and that's what I kind of like, well, I, I don't avoid social media. I'm on it and I do look at it, but I, I don't, go too deep into it like when people talk darts because I quite like not knowing yeah and I just feel you play your better game when you just you treat that person as an equal and just get on with it yeah because I think like sometimes you know Twitter's amazing for it very magical place where <laughs> anyone can be anyone they want to be and yeah. then all of a sudden when you play these people that you've seen on Twitter that hit 12 dart legs and you think gosh shit he's good oh, I'm in trouble here and then you go to play him and you're like wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> All so these, all these ninety right. averages you've been posted on Twitter. What's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know. Yeah. So I do prefer to not know, really. Yeah. Be the underdog as such, in it, I suppose. Yeah, I think I think for me that's always that's always tough because even if I don't want to know, I already I already know. Yeah. Like Darren Johnson in, in particular, I've marked for him probably. 10, 15 times on a pro tour. Yeah. So he's a top player. I, I'd have gone against him and thought, actually, he'd have probably done me a favour if I'd have gone against someone like him. Yeah. Because my Q school, so about two months before, two, three months before Q school, there was this this part of me that was saying, I might actually like, I think there's a chance I'm going to get to stage two because I was playing really well. Yeah. I, was playing, I was playing the Wednesday league and I I'd, I'd, I'd played really well in that. I was playing the Darren's Thursday night leagues and I was getting, I was beating players who a year ago I'd never even imagined I'd be able to beat yeah. and I was playing alright and then the last two months I don't know what happened I just went shit went completely awful and I was like I got to about a week well I got to about two weeks before Q school then got COVID and so I then had like 10 days in bed because I had to obviously it was a bit more serious back then it was all self-isolation and stuff so I didn't play I didn't throw a dart for about two weeks before Q school and then I got there and I was like fuck it I was like whatever yeah. whatever happens happens here there was there was a big part of me that was saying don't go there's no need to go but I had I had, I had the whole thing paid for by I had about four, four different sponsors yeah. and I was like I, I was like if I if I don't go I've got to let them all down and yeah, I was yeah. like I'm I'm not coming here to qualify Q score and get a tour card I was like just turn up the free darts it, even even when I was there it went worse than I thought it would playing bad as well that's the thing. I think I think not everyone could be an Andrew Gildon, can they? No. I think pretty much ninety percent of that room have all been there a few times, haven't they? And I think I think really, I mean, I think if anything for us, it was just that. I mean, I know you've experienced the Pro Tour with your market and stuff, but just that that new bit of sitting on the table, following like I was a nightmare with like Plummy and yourself. More like you guys are concentrating on when you're playing, and I'm tapping your show. When am I on? When am I on? How does this Dark Connect thing work? I haven't got a chalk. Like, oh God, I don't know how to work Dark Connect. Oh God, I'm gonna have to win because if I lose, I've got. To, but luckily, we had scorers this year, didn't we? So that was straight away off. But so you know, but next time I won't be annoying you guys with when am I on how do I know when I'm on what board am I on do you know what I mean sort of yeah, thing yeah. Um, so it's just you learnt it learnt from it 
And I think also with like the not practicing side of it, I'm quite a weirdo because I would actually quite not, that would almost help me because I'm taking the pressure off. Because if I practice too much, I put too much pressure on myself to play well. And I think that's the fine line with practicing because I think when people do practice and they're playing really well, they just expect to play well. And then when you have the off ones, it really kicks you in the ass and in the teeth, doesn't it? And it proper... Mm. Like you think, why the, what the hell? Why do I deserve that? What the fuck have I done to deserve that? Do you know what I mean? But I think, and so sometimes it's good to have those little breaks. I know, really, ideally, you didn't want the break you got, but yeah. sometimes just to break it up a little bit because it's interesting. I, I don't know how hard you because you were practicing quite a lot, weren't you? Early doors. Yeah, I was. I was overplaying massively, and that was a, that was a, the the thing was as I was playing darts. Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. Thursdays was my day off mm. because I had to look after dog because Bob went to darts and they asked me to play for their team and I was like, I just can't Well, do that it. was Bob's because coming to play with me on the first day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Friday I played um, up here in, a, in tournaments and then if there were tournaments on the weekend, I'd, I'd play them as well. Mm. And the, the other thing is, four, five, six days a week I was playing darts. I'd, I'd drink five or six pints every yeah. time. I was drinking like 30 pints a week. Yeah playing darts I never drink socially yeah. just darts yeah. and it just got to the point it was just like stupid I was see that's where kind of I'm a little bit lucky because obviously going back to like the start of the whole podcast thing when you said about where I grew up I said I grew up on a little farm and it was in the arse and my nearest next door neighbour was like a mile away so this is the day I passed my driving test my dad and my mum were like result we got a driver for darts now so literally I always used to drive so I'd, I'd done that youth thing drinking cokes and stuff and I remember like playing under 21s in youth and like all the youth players drunk and I'd still be on a lemonade or a dark coke you know I'd, I'd class drinking as a packet of wine gums so watching them and then playing them and stuff I was like literally why why are they having a drink why are they having a drink and I went through that for years and then because I always drove to darts and kept on doing it and kept on doing it and literally it's literally only been well even Q school you was like I'd we'd get there and you'd have a few drinks, wouldn't you? Oh, you had a day. few. And, I was smashed. Uh, we were getting there and I was like ordering a pint of Pepsi Max from the bar when we first got there and everyone's like, "Well, are you not drinking today?" No, no, I have a pint before I play or two pints before I play. And then and then, but then since then I've gone the other way. Where now because the missus is saying, oh, "I'll drive you to darts," I'm like, so I've got in my head I need four pints for my perfect game. So why am I thinking I need four pints to play well at darts? Whereas I can sit at home and not drink. Yeah, uh, and I don't really throw at home, but if I do throw at home, I'm sure I'm sure I'll be have a higher average than I would at Super League or County because you're in your own little environment, you're on your home pitch, you, you're not trying too hard. So, so I always think the hardest. I think drinking helps bring out that mentality. But then you also get to the point where you are thinking more about shit. Have I drunk enough? Do I need one more drink? Oh no, I've drunk one too many. You know, I mean, Darren Webster, he like measures his out, doesn't he? He's got like a system oh, and yeah. everything. Yeah, well, I think I think a lot a lot of the players do. I mean, it's something that I've never understood is why people will turn around and say, "Oh no, they, they don't drink. They don't drink." I'm like, I've I've been there yeah. for years and years and years. The world number one's nickname. Is after a drink. Well, yeah, his favourite drink. His favourite drink. <laughs> it's like, I've never really understood why, why people are so, uh, so in their minds, they really believe that people don't, don't drink. Yeah. Never really understood that. Well, I mean, 
I don't know, you'd have seen it more than me, but the old story was that like uh, a lot of the pro players used to walk around with like a pint of Diet Coke, but the, the Diet Coke looked very much like there weren't enough syrup in there because it was very much golden colour, this pint glass that a lot of them walk around. So the drinking mentality's there. I know, I think, I understand why they kind of want to take the drinking mentality away. So, And there's a lot of youngsters that obviously will be listening to this and follow us on the social medias and stuff that probably back then when I was thinking why are they talking about drinking why do they need drinking and I think the best thing to do is just stay with that mentality because don't let that sleep in because I do understand that relaxing thing just to, yeah it's just it's not like you need to get pissed you just want something find a way in your head I remember like the famous night of me and Barney and whatnot and the you know, oh yeah yeah you know the dark wolf thing and I sat chatting to Barney and I actually asked him that night, I said, how many pints did you need to drink before you played? And he said, sometimes I'd drink, but most of the time I didn't, I'd meditate. And I laughed because I thought he was joking, but he was dead serious. He was like, he found that he'd just go in his room, sit there, put some music on. I was like, this is a bit deep, Barney. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But he said that he he listened to certain meditation things that he found work for him. So then when he'd walk out, he just felt like, yeah, he was back at home in his living room playing Phil Taylor in front of millions of people watching on TV. Yeah, I've, I've looked into it. I've researched it and stuff. And it, I think it, it does just come down to confidence, really, doesn't it? It's yeah. all confidence. If you're confident in your ability, you don't need as much or you don't need to drink at all. Yeah. Whereas if you're not like like me, I've I've never really been the most confident person in the world, and I've never struggled in other sports. Basketball, I was really good at. Football, I was decent at. At no point did I think, oh, I'm, I'm going to miss this. I'm going to do I'm going to do this wrong in the game. It's just darts. But then even it's... at even at a young age, like 15, 16, I'm not old enough to drink, but I I was shaking to the point where I used to use this stuff called Rescue Remedy, which was yeah, yeah. really good for like. A lot like, of dark cases around the yeah. world have got rescue remedy in them. But I was like, that was my alcohol before I could drink alcohol. Yeah. Because it was like the only thing that, that, even that didn't really work. I think it's more of a placebo anyway. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as I was 18, that was it. Oh, actually, but is the beer not a placebo thing as well, isn't it? Probably. It probably is. Yeah, but it works <laughs> for me. It <laughs> yeah. works for me. Yeah. It's one, it's one of those things. If, if it works for you, it works for you. I, th- I, think, I, think, I do think alcohol isn't a necessary part of darts but I think a lot of people have grown up knowing that it is or thinking that they know that it is to the point that it now is yeah and I think that's part of me why like even at Q school looking around the room um, you know young Leighton Bennett in there because I was joking with him when I take the mic at him because he genuinely had a bottle of fruit shoot didn't he yeah you know and he just banged in like 100 average or something or 99 average for a bottle of fruit shoot. and then on the other side you've got the older generation your Richie Burnett your Rob Thorntons and all those guys who you know they'll they're not going to be walking around with a fruit shoot, are they? No. <laughs> so, so, but it's just, but it'll be interesting to see. And this is the bit, like, because I'm saying, like, please, I'm not meaning I'm anywhere near in this sort of level. But like, you know, when I was Leighton's age, I was the same, you know. But will there come a day where, you know, he does think, oh, actually, the fruit shoot's not worked today. I might have to have a pint. Because I've, I've, I've still never, like, he got a bit of stick the other day on social media because he had a bottle of bloody appetizer and someone thought it was lager. I did yeah, see that, I mean, actually, yeah. On. But I, wasn't, wasn't that on, wasn't it on, like, a, it was on the JDC post or something? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it's like, like, mate, come it's on. It's like, who cares anyway? One, like, 
every single person giving him stick on that post. Right, let's start this off. He's 16 or whatever he is. Tell me a 16-year-old hasn't at least had one beer in their life for a start. So if it was a beer, who gives a shit? And two, it's not a beer. Just look at the bloody picture. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I don't believe for a second that Leighton would have managed to have got from his seat <laughs> to the streaming board yeah. with a bottle of beer in his hand and no one went, Wait a minute. I should probably <laughs> yeah, exactly. go and intervene there. Yeah, so... You know, but I've never, you know, but like I say, I think I think the PDC have got a little bit of a thing where they they would like to distance themselves from the drinking side of it, but in the same breath that they're trying to distance themselves from it, they're holding a Premier League at the O2 Arena where you've got people chucking beer at each other. So you you know, pick one PDC. Yeah. <laughs> so is there a plan to go back to Q Court at some point? Definitely, yeah, 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 yeah definitely, yeah. We'll go again next year, won't we? I'll I'll see about that. Yeah. I might do. I might do. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought the video turned out all right. Yeah. I was quite happy with that. One thing about the video was, I was I'd got done, I'd done all my filming and stuff, and um, and I got I got got home and I started editing it and I come down after about two hours of editing, and I was like oh, I think it's gonna be shit. And Bob was like, What do you mean it's gonna be shit? It's gonna be fine. That's why do you not like the video? I was like I'm pissed in every clip <laughs> I've had to cut so much out because I'm just waffling yeah. just talking absolute rubbish but yeah I, I think I think I'd go again I think I, I'd go I, again I, I think because even I know it's quite strict on inside isn't it for taking pictures or filming or anything because I remember the first time we walked through those doors and I saw all the boards and I saw you know people that I used to watch on TV playing darts and practice and stuff I just wanted to go upstairs and just take a photo but I never dared and I also thought I'll get a bollocking if I do but I do think that was the one bit that was kind of missing from that, wasn't it? If it just just thirty second little clip for people to see what it's like in there, because yeah. I don't think it's like because it wasn't like what I thought it'd be like, and I think a lot of people that watched that video would have loved to have just had that chance to see what we saw yeah. and how actually it's nothing to be afraid of. It's not that bad. There's a bar in the other room where there's some practice boards, and then you come through to the main hall where we all sat around our tables, and then. <laughs> just shitloads of good games of darts going on to yeah. watch really you know and, and, and it's and it's kind of you look after yourself in there really don't you? it's just it's just a nice little it's, basically I remember a few people told me if you can't play your best game there like on those boards in that environment then it's your own fault there's nothing yeah. else to blame yeah yeah I, I, was, I was I remember speaking to Nathan Derry this was a few years ago. We were in Barnsley at, at, at a pro tour, and um, and I'd played on the boards once before because they held a they held a markers cup, which is all the all the the referees and the markers and stuff all played in this tournament at the end of the end of the day, and um, I lost in the final to Keith Bisbee, but I'd played like quite well. I'd missed the ball for one seventy in one of the other matches. I hit a couple of one eighties on the way as well, and that was better than I would have expected myself to do. That was better than than the norm for the way that I that I that I'd, I'd played arts. And it was like it was like it's so perfect that it feels about six inches closer. Yeah, it feels closer to it. It's not, but it feels like it is because everything's so perfect. You can't see anyone else when you're throwing. The board's perfect. The hockey's perfect. Yeah. The, the whiteboards are perfect. It's That's like the first. Literally, right. the first three darts I threw in there, I was like, "Oh, it feels like you can always put them in." Yeah. It? Like so, literally, I was straight away like, "Oh no." <laughs> now it really is my fault if I don't play well do you know because I mean? there is nothing to play uh, uh, a few people come off oh my, my, my scorer was a bit 
iffy and I was like, I didn't even notice I had a scorer. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Do you know what I mean? It was just so perfect, didn't it? Um, while we were at school, I mean, uh, at Q School, um, I'm, I'm happily in a relationship with, with Bob's. You're happily engaged and with a child on the way. Yeah. We, we, both, we both got a bit of a man crush while we were there. Nissan Kuma. Yeah. What a bloke. Oh, what a man. Yeah. I did sort of say to my missus, I was off to Dubai and going to leave her. But um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, what a ridiculously nice man. I know. (laughs) I went went and saw him. Went and saw him when we went to Dubai. I was just like, it's just the best thing. I think think as soon as Dart's in in sort of that that area of the world and India and stuff, he's plenty good enough, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, we all went, didn't we? Like, after the first day, we sort of. Like, well, it was like my crown and glory because you were all waiting for me because I, I was the one that won, <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. So I'm coming out there all smug, like, yeah, hey, all right, boys, you've been waiting for me, sort of thing. And uh, we all said, right, should we go find a, a pub somewhere in Milton Keynes and go have a few drinks and watch the football and have a few games of darts, didn't we? Turns out that's not an easy thing to achieve, is it? As no, we... we were roaming around <laughs> for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we found a sports bar when, uh, when the taxi pulled up, we were like, hold on, mate. Are you sort of are you serious? Are we getting out here? <laughs> is that yeah, case? yeah. Because we thought <laughs> so. We we did a Google and there was like there was a Riley's nearby and we were like, oh, okay, we'll just go there. So we get the we had to give the taxi driver the the address and we turned up and we were at Riley's head office, not an actual Riley's, which was yeah. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, and literally like like you knew him a little bit through your brother in Dubai, didn't you? So you knew him to chat to him and then me and Plummy. It's kind of like the first time and it was literally by the end of the day we're all going back to the hotel and it was literally like best friends weren't it really everyone was just had a really good it was almost to be fair I had more time fun there than I did that day at Q School really and I'd won a game do you know what I mean yeah, it was just yeah. a really good day and then we never got to have our race on the scooters unfortunately no I, I went and looked and they, they, had, they had gone <laughs> I think, I think that, that would have been fun I, I think I'd have definitely come off though I was still pissed like eight hours later <laughs> So, last thing I wanted to touch on was the whole Dart Wolf thing. So, this was a bit mad. I think Dart Wolf kind of took Twitter especially, but definitely darts by, by storm a little bit. And a lot of people thought it wasn't real, and a lot of people thought it was all fake, and a lot of people thought it was Gav as well, actually. Yeah. Um, but when did you first hear about Dart Wolf, and what was that? What was your reaction to this bloke coming in and splashing crap loads of money? <laughs> so, we used to do like a Sunday night live stream. And uh, all it was was literally like, uh, Gavin got some new cameras. He'd invested a bit into the channel. He'd done this and he said, right, need to recoup a little few quid, mate, because I just spent a shitload of money on like these cameras for the reviews and stuff. So do you mind doing a live stream? Cause, and literally I was like, well, how's a live stream going to make you money? And he said, oh, no, well, what we'll do is we'll do it so... Um, We'll do it so we have, um, like, people can donate. And we'll also do a raffle. We'll give away some prizes and stuff. And it's like a quid, a ticket or whatever in this raffle thing. So I was like, all right, that's fair enough. Um, so we went over, did a live stream. We did a couple. And I can't remember what it was. I think it literally was, like, uh, we were all messing about, just throwing darts. I hit 180 or something, and then Gav hit one. And I'd never thought I'd ever see the day that fucking Gav would hit 180. Do you know what I mean? And I sat there, and I was like, oh, I don't believe he's just done that. But it was quite a nice moment, and it was a lovely moment as well, because you got to, you know, to be fair to him, you got to see a moment where he's hit his first ever 180, and he'd done it on a live stream, and people watching, and he was proper, like, he was almost in tears, and he was so happy. And it kind of made me think, oh, you know, it's quite nice, really. But then, the following week, we did a live stream, 
And when you do, is it super chat or something? Is yeah, it? yeah. You don't know. This this guy just super chatted 180 quid, and I was like, "What's going on here?" Like, I saw it come up. I was like, "Someone just put 180 quid in the pot." Like, I'm nudging him. Like, you're sitting out on the screen, 180 quid. We didn't think nothing of it, and then I think if I remember rightly, another one went in, and I was like, "What's his name on YouTube or something?" Like, you know, the super chat, Dark Wolf. Dark Wolf. Thank you, Dark Wolf. 180 quid. Friends, thank you, thank you. This is amazing. Like, thank you. And then the next day, I woke up in the morning with a load of notifications on my phone, and there was like a video of uh, one of the, like the old uh, Mahoney from. Uh, oh yeah, because he'd done like the cameo, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old Mahoney from. Um, uh, oh God, you know the old police academies, wasn't it? Well, I grew up watching them, so I was always a bit starstruck. I was more annoyed though as well because Mahoney's speech the whole time was well done on your one eighty, Gav, and I sat there like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Mahoney, like, hero, hasn't mentioned me yet. And I'm sitting there watching it. He'll mention Adam in a minute. No, he never did. So then I sat there and thought, wait a minute. Is this Gav? Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, all these celebrities are coming on saying, well done, Gav. There's no well done Adam in here yet. And obviously, you know, Darts Pro TV, you know, this guy. So I thought, it's Gav put money. So I actually turned to Gav and was like, is it you? Are you on a wind-up? And he was like, and he literally swore blind. He was like, no, mate. He said, I, I, I wish it was, but it's not. I have no clue who this is. Didn't think nothing of it. Did a live stream again the following week. Nothing happened. This guy didn't pop up. And then the following week, he popped up again, put a lump of money in, and then some more videos turned up. And then all of a sudden, Gav got like a message on Twitter saying I want to do something for the Darton community you know and it, it was time perfectly as well because it's when we were sort of doing the lockdowns and stuff well obviously it was just before lockdown a lot of it but then really when it kicked off was lockdown came didn't it and he said I want to do something and he I don't I didn't see any of the messages so I don't actually know what happened but what I do know the ins and outs was he literally said basically I want to help people you lot you know I, I can afford it let's do some nexuses and bits and bobs and that's how he appeared really but yeah so he got involved in in quite a few people he, he got involved in my channel as well he, he helped out the uh, gdl um carter carter guinea as well yeah with the he shirts sponsored and stuff. him as well with the shirts and also sponsored him to go q school didn't he yeah i i don't know i mean i messaged him a few times on the uh facebook uh, funny enough i actually I got a friend request from me on Facebook and I'd never ever actually spoken to him and there was a couple of times where like uh, I always remember he sent like some flowers and stuff because obviously the, the famous live stream night where we gave away these just ridiculous amounts of prize and stuff it was manic and after it uh, in the post came like some flowers and some chocolates and bits and I always remember, and that was another moment that was kind of a little bit odd, because I remember saying, I'm going to message him and say thank you. And, and uh, Gav, because Gav always dealt with him, he went, no, no, leave him alone, mate, don't message him. Enough people messaged him. And I always feel bad to this day, because I wish I'd messaged him to say thank you, because he's never, ever spoken to me since. And I always think, did he not... Like, as he's like, never messaged me again because I didn't say thank you. But Gab was like, no, no, no. He knows we're all grateful. Leave him alone. Let him be. He gets 100 messages a day for people wanting this and that and stuff. Because obviously it must be hard for him as well. Because I've got my ideas who it is. But do you know what I mean? But I've never to this day even known who it is. And like, to be fair, I've never really cared either because I quite like a little bit of mystery about it, really. You know. But I mean... Uh, it was funny because obviously I was getting asked constantly, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And I was like, 
And I just make up names, like messing about. Like, oh, I know it is, it's so-and-so and stuff. And I, I used to tell people it was Matthew McConaughey, the American actor. And people were like, really? Do you think, yeah, he likes his darts. Look at his Twitter. <laughs> yeah, because he'd, he'd tweeted about going price on it, hadn't he? Did, he? Did, he tweeted yeah. about going price. So I was like, yeah, yeah, look, Matthew McConaughey, that's who he is. <laughs> um, a lot of people obviously thought it was Gary Plummer as well because Target, a lot of the stuff was Target. But at the time, we were all locked down. So the Nexus... It was always going to be a kind of short-lived thing, the Nexus, but because we're locked down, the Nexus was safer because that was the only chance we got to see a lot of each other. It was like our little faces on the Nexus board, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because so. the, the online leagues hadn't really become a thing yet. At that point. No, no one. Like, I mean, like, people used to say to me, oh, have you got NO1? I was like, what's NO1? What's that? Yeah. And they're like, NACA. I was like, what's NACA? Like, I didn't know because every game of darts I ever played was in a pub or a community centre, do you know what I mean? Like, what's this? And then they'll be like, well, how do I do this then? They're like, well, you need a camera on your board and then you need like a computer or a tablet. Well, I don't own a computer, so I can't play it. Do you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. But I mean, I mean, the GDL have done amazing, haven't they? What oh, they? no, I think they're up to, I think they're on like 27 leagues or something. Yeah, yeah. It's mental, it's, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, the standard of some of the stuff in there. I mean, they've got proper players playing in that. And that, yeah. I, mean, I suppose really, they, so they, you know, a lot of people sort of benefited through Dark Wolf. Like he's helped a lot, a lot of people, um, and certainly wouldn't begrudge him. And if he's watching this, like you know, know that everyone's grateful for what you've done. And I, I almost feel a little bad for him because I'm sure he must probably got a little bit fed up of people asking for stuff. When yeah, that's the know. thing though. You, if ever you show any any um, what's the word, any generosity, everyone's like, message them. I've I've got this. I've got that. This has happened. That's, that's yeah. happened. Can I have some darts, please? It's like, it's yeah. not going to help the, yeah, your yeah. situation, but I, yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. I sat there, you know, I was like a dreamer because obviously when he first turned up, I thought, God, is this guy one day going to turn around and go, Adam, I just want you, I'm going to back you for a year. Don't go to work. I'm going to be your sponsor and you just practice. Do Because at the time, like, just before lockdown, I was having a little practice with old Gildin and stuff and like doing all right and I weren't playing too bad. And I thought, and I used to laugh and joke about it, think, God, you know, if my life changed, I won the lottery tomorrow. I reckon I'll be all right at this game. But do you know what I mean? But So I started being a dreamer. I started living the dream that a lot of people did. And, you know, it was amazing. But what it also was, was absolute mayhem, manic. (laughs) You know. Yeah, because you had to, obviously, you give away, like, thousands. Do you know how many prizes it was that you give away, or roughly? It was literally hundreds and hundreds of prizes. I remember, so, literally, it worked out that we did the live show with Barney. And it worked out something that we'd worked it out to get all the prizes done. We'd have to, because it was literally just throwing darts with Barney, wasn't it? And we're chucking at bullseyes on one knee and all this sort of thing. And we'd worked out that it was literally like every 30 seconds or one minute, someone would have to pull a raffle ticket out and give away a prize for us to give away that many prizes in the time slot we had available. <laughs> And literally, so I was literally just constantly just grabbing a handful of tickets, going, oh, 101, you've won, well done. So I didn't throw some more darts, and Barney was doing it. And, but to be fair to Barney, brilliant guy, because a lot of people have said, oh, you know, Barney's a bit of a funny one. You know? But he was amazing, like, because even when we'd finished, I was like, I was expecting him to go, right, see you, but he didn't, he stayed. He said to me, do you want some more games of darts? Because he'd, like, enjoyed our game that we had, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? He was like, oh, sh-. and he said to me, he's like, I'll show you some practice routines and stuff. He was brilliant, like, it's like, best night of my life I'm sitting here practicing with five time champion of the world Raymond Van Barneveld and he's turning to me going you're good and I'm like 
yeah, you're better, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> but you know what I mean? It was amazing. Um, but yeah, literally, I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of pies. And then what made it even worse was, and this was quite a funny story because we had to pull out three or four tickets for a thousand pound cash prize. And we gave out my mobile number as the number to ring. And um, they might watch this, but Will Abs, you're on the naughty step for this, and Simon Leggett. So we said, like, uh, this is your number. First person to ring Adam now wins a grand. My phone rang instantly with Will Abs. And I was like, you dick. Because this is like one of my mates. I was like, don't fuck about. So I hung up on him. Um, and then he actually messaged me going, sorry, mate, couldn't resist. And then my phone, whilst I was reading that message saying, sorry, mate, can't resist, my phone rings and it's not a number, unrecognised number, it's Simon Leggett, who's saved in my phone because he's one of my mates. So I was again hung up going, stop being a dick. <laughs> We're trying to give away a grand here. And he replied with, no, it's my fucking number. <laughs> so he rang back again and I've answered it and gone, right, Si? And he's like, yeah, 100, whatever it was, I can't remember what the number was, 159, green, that's my number. And I was like, don't, not now, mate, not now, don't be winding me up. And he's like, no, no, seriously, that's my number. So I was like, well, now, mate, you want a grand? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it was just absolutely bizarre. And then the following day, the post office trips was just... They must have loved that. Oh, mate, I remember um, I got a sack barrow. And I literally had this, because to be fair, like... I may, I'm a, almost a little bit of a diva with Dance Pat TV because obviously I'm not Dance Pat TV. That's Gav and Chris originally, Chris Mason and Gav. I'm just a guy that did some reviews. But obviously I said I will help out where I can here with this. And I didn't ask for a penny for it or nothing. And one of the things Gav said, he was literally like, you know, can you can you possibly, I'm trying so hard to get these prizes out because Dark Wolf's given away like, 500 bloody prizes and admittedly some of them were literally something as stupid as just a set of flights yeah. but other prizes were a set of darts a dart shirt or something you know what i mean they're all like... so i just remember going around there i was like right i'll help i'll do what i can so i went around there and i went right what do you want me to do and i thought it might be like sticking a set of darts wrapping them up and everything. have just literally had I've never seen a pile like it of parcels strapped in this massive box. So much so I couldn't lift it. I had to get a sack barrow. So I had these. Two, so I actually got two sack barrows, which I had to wheel out to my car of this box. It was huge, just full of prizes. And then I had to go to the post office to get them posted, and which they wanted them scanned all individually. I was in the post office for two hours getting these prizes sent out and I literally come back and went I ain't helping no more <laughs> I've done my bit <laughs> and uh and then sadly like literally as quick as he came he kind of vanished so I got a message off him a while back literally going hope you're okay Adam but um hope, hope everything's okay and I just replied with yeah yeah well good mate I hope you're good and he didn't even reply to that so, yeah so to, still to this day don't know who he is I mean you like you say and then the next time I saw him he was doing a bit with you doing a bit with uh, the, I think the <laughs> Scottish lad doing a bit with Carter so he's obviously trying to help everyone yeah which is good really yeah yeah I mean <clears throat> he's he definitely got a bit a bit of stick at some point but that's but it's kind of like it's one of those things it's like if you can't help you can't help everyone and the people who aren't involved get a bit upset about it yeah 
But yeah. But you touched on uh, there saying that um, if you could sack off work, you reckon you'd be quite good at this. Now, me and you, we had the same job. Yeah. We're both tree surgeons. Yeah. There are days where I've got darts in the evening and I get to my, I get to my job and they say, you're doing this. And I'm thinking, I've got darts later. I'm not going to be able to feel my arms. Yeah. Like, it's... it's it, do you ever... You must, you must get that as well. I've, I've said to you even before, haven't I, when, like, you've come off, like, and you're a bit gutted, like, oh, I didn't play very well. And I said, what did you do? The first thing I said is, what have you been doing today at work? Isn't it? And that, and that is the thing. Like, and, and and for those that don't know me and, me and Jack do like sort of tree surgery and whatnot. Although I'm 40 this year, so I'm getting a bit lazier, so I don't do it quite as hard as Jack now. But um, but like, for example, little bit of minor education tree surgery, beech tree, beech wood weighs a shitload more than a willow does. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So if you're cutting down a beech tree and you've got a lump, a load of beech logs around, you literally walk into darts that night like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Your arms are pumped. You, are, you, you could take on anyone in the world. You've had the best workout in the world. But try playing darts with arms yeah, like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So all of a sudden, we're playing darts completely differently to how we would have done the night before or the night before that. Do you know what I mean? And it's, but it's the same for anyone in any profession. I mean, I was when my brother was a plasterer and if he'd had a, you know, it's so the same thing, you know, he's like shoulder or whatever, but also like the cement on his fingers. So if it was like a Sunday and we were playing a bit of Super League, he'd play really well because he hasn't got that dry, yeah. horrible hands from his job and stuff, you know. So, you know, people talk about Johnny Clayton still working. I very much doubt he works on the day he's playing a Premier League, though, does he? No, <laughs> no, because no, apparently the, the Premier League they have to be in their hotels by ten o'clock on the Tuesday, right. so they have to like do all their media stuff on the Wednesday and stuff, make yeah. sure they're there. Because if one of them's late or something, or if one of them something goes wrong and they can't turn up, then they've got to oh. stop the match. They can't, they can't play the match. So they have to. They're quite. I think they're quite regimented and quite serious on what, yeah. what time they get there. But it is, it's just that whole build up and organisation to how you play, isn't it? Like it's like, you know, the one dart average in Super League. I've had two thirties in Super League. I've had a few twenty nines and twenty sevens and twenty I had quite a few I like because I always remember Ryan Meekle, little name job, because Ryan Meekle always used to laugh and joke. He always used to be like, How do you do this? Because I'd he obviously Ryan played County Suffolk but obviously PDC as well but so he'd look at my Norfolk averages when I'd play Super League and he'd go you got man of the match again at the weekend with a 28 or whatever and I'd be like yeah I played right he's like how come you're so shit on a Tuesday then and I'm like well Ryan <laughs> basically what the difference is on a county weekend, and it's normally the away games are my best one, because on a Saturday, oh, obviously when I was in the county A, so on a Saturday you're driving up in a bus, you're all relaxed, you're chilled, you're looking forward to a weekend away with friends, because let's face it, we don't play county darts for the darts really, because you're yeah, only yeah. getting one game of darts <laughs> for quite a lot of money. So it's a nice weekend away with friends, and I'm sitting there on the bus on the way up there, and again, Norfolk County players might think wrong attitude, but I'm sitting there planning the evening with the lads after Saturday's play. We'll go out for a meal, nice Chinese buffet, a couple of drinks, we'll find a club, get to bed about one-ish, so, you know, county A on the Sunday. Um, so you've already got that relaxed mindset, but also throughout the day, we've been throwing darts, and then on the Sunday, you're throwing darts. All you're caring about is darts. So then when I used to walk onto the county stage, it almost looked like you could put them in. It was easy, because I'd been practicing, and I'd been practicing with good players. But then on a Tuesday for Super League, 
I've been at work lugging wood about all day. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. 60, 70 foot up a tree and stuff. And then, I've, and then I get home. All I've got time to do is shower. The first time I throw my darts is when I've walked in and said hello to everyone. And then you're in a queue of 10 people trying to throw darts at a board. And then, yeah, okay, super, we've got a practice board. But you get five minutes on that before you play. And then you expect to hit 30 average. It's, it's not as easy as that, is it? So. No. <laughs> right, Adam, I think we'll keep it. We'll end it there. Thanks very much. I really appreciate it. No worries, we'll probably get we'll we'll get you back as well, and we'll do more topical stuff, whatever's going on at the time. But I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, pal. Thank you. Enjoy, guys, and I'll see you all again soon. Cheers. <laughs>